0: I said to Egyptian, Egyptian, love that guy by the way. His music's incredible. I said to him, "Yo babe, like actually that's why you bring it up. It's funny." I said I said I just want to chat and let's tell your story. And I DM'd him. I unsent it. I DM'd, I unsent, and he said to me, "This is the craziest thing." He's like, "Dude." He's like He's like, "How many times are you going to unsend and resend your your thing?" And I said, "Till I get your attention." And I just got <laughs> it. And he said, "I have respect for that. Let's do this interview." He says, "He's, He's never done, done an interview, interview by the way. Egyptian does not do interview. interviews. Doesn't give a fuck. He really doesn't." And he said, "Gets on the phone. He gets on the Facetime." He has two phones in his hand, okay, a gold iPhone or something, and something else, and he's smoking a a, a, a blunt, blunt a from blunt here the, to from here to there in a the shower, and he's yelling at people, and where I'm like, dude, I'm gonna record this. He's like, bro, just go, and he starts yelling, telling me the story. And he's like, bro, my music's great, and he's uh, he's just going how he can make music like Justin Bieber if he wants, but he chooses not to because he enjoys the actual the art of musician, and then I start saying, okay, this guy's really got something interesting. And I was like, tell me your story. Anyways, I gotta take a call. He midway through the call, takes the other call and goes starts talking for four and a half minutes. Doesn't excuse himself, hangs up and continues going. And I said to this guy, I love you, man. I, I fucking love you. I sent him a sweatshirt, he wore it. He's like, dude, I like your persistence and you not caring, and that's why it's so relevant When you're approaching things, not to overthink things, whether you're messaging someone, if that's a celebrity, if that's your friends, that's your family, it doesn't make a difference. Go in and treat it like a normal human. And I I know people say it all the time, but they don't do it. They always think, oh, should I send this in the email? Should I send that? Fuck it, man. Just send what your gut tells you to send. Yes. And start doing that with everything in business.
1: We are live! It is the Midday Squares Uncensored Podcast. We talk about family business, entrepreneurship, chocolate, and whatever fucks are on our mind. As always, we love hearing from you, so hit us up at middaysquares.com slash podcast questions. Ask us anything, and when we say anything, we literally fucking mean anything. Today is a different style episode, and that is because our queen aka the panda aka jake's sister aka leslie carls aka she doesn't lift her legs when she walks (laughs) she slides the legs (laughs) (laughs) is in production and uh it's a big day for us what's happening in there
0: so um, we're we're finally starting our machines uh, after two years being in business. We're we're changing our process from you know handmade to semi-automatic to now fully automated. So which is a,
1: fucked when you think about it's it. Fucked.
0: No, I just had a full conversation with a friend yesterday. A, one of my good friends, and he was just like yesterday. He's like, "What the fuck, man? Are you saying that the bar is gonna be made by machines?" And I said, "Bro, yeah." He's like, "That's fucked up." I I so for the record,
1: everybody listening, Jake and I have not yeah. seen these machines like this has really been les's project F- i i don't know if i'm gonna cry when i see a square come off the, the line it's gonna be shook or because i'm gonna be so fucking shook i'm gonna just be frozen but the idea that nobody else has this line I mean, that's a fu- that's another fuck that's cool
0: thing. you know i never thought of this though this is the cool part so we didn't have the machines. We had the facility, right? So yeah. it was an empty space. With, empty space. With, with With the way we make our bars, so it didn't feel. I didn't feel it, you know. Then the machines came, and it kind of was like cool. It's big toys that came in, huge toys. Actually, like you know, you should have seen how people brought them, and that's a whole process in itself. You know, what is that like? Twenty thousand dollars just bringing yeah. product.
1: Yeah, it was about. It was. Uh, I think the bill was like fifteen grand to literally the, transport it seven feet. Seven feet. Seven so feet.
0: <laughs> so I was kind of like amazed by it, but then still hasn't hit me to the like the heart, you know? It's like, cool, yeah, we have now big machines, but they were idle, and that's because we couldn't bring our engineers. Long story short, now when we're gonna watch the bar come off of it, I don't know if I'm gonna cry either because I don't know what I'm gonna feel because that's the real deal. That means that the product, all the work that went into it, its own custom line, no one has, no one in the world. No Not one, one, not one person. Up. Actually, straight Only up. That mid-day is mid base squares 1944 in Lachine, Quebec, has this 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 line. And we're going to finally watch its history. And I think that when I see that square just sliping off the, the thing, I think it's just going to be that moment where it's like, holy fuck, Leslie Carls fucking pulled it off. <laughs> she fucking pulled off manufacturing plant, not being in manufacturing ever in her life, not being an engineer. She pulled off a 125 foot line to make this product. I find that just it's, it's mind, mind blowing. Mind, it, it is. It mind, actually, actually it
1: actually is mind blowing. Because you know Les, like yeah, it's just yeah, like
0: yeah. she doesn't look like an engineer or anything <laughs> no. like that. You know,
1: it makes it actually makes no sense. No. But the uh, another crazy part is um, our investor Dayton Miller. Shout out Dayton as always. You guys guy. have heard him on the show before <laughs> from Boulder Food Group. Um, gave me a call randomly yesterday and we were having a chat and and we were talking about this and he just congratulated us on having the engineers actually get here. Um, was really proud that we went to bat and and, and and made that happen. But when BFG made the bet on us, they so for everybody listening, Boulder made the bet on us when the manufacturing plant was a fictitious plan on paper. Um, we didn't even have a facility sign, no lease, no nothing. It was literally at this point, <laughs> it's really fucked up because at this point we actually didn't even know what the line was going to consist of. We were still thinking about a completely different line. And I remember we looked at them, we're like, and really the whole business model relied on this machine making, yeah. for us to scale and make sense. To get our margins, to get everything, Everything, right? and just the ability to pump out squares without without people's bodies falling apart. And and they made that bet, and they've been on that ride with us. And so, like, we were just talking, and he's like, I can't believe, like, we're actually at the point where we've been waiting now for six months to see if this, this machine is going to work.
0: Yo, uh, it's real. This is real, man. This is like, we are a manufacturer. Oh. Fuck, man. Like And this road to the IPO, it doesn't happen without being a manufacturer. I'm sorry. It doesn't. Sorry. I'm it sorry. doesn't. Co-packing is not interesting. And I, I don't mean to put it down, but they're doing great manufacturing for their own cells. But when you have a brand with a manufacturing plant, it's an asset. It's crazy. It's real. There's there's Like, I pick up my iPhone right now. I'm holding my iPhone. This is real. This works. This is a real thing. And that was made in a fucking plant. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's where it comes down to. And I'm super jazzed. We're going to keep you guys updated. We're excited about this. And not only that. I think this is a huge moment where if you guys could show the love to Leslie Carl's, she's put her heart and soul into this. And Nick and I, Nick's done a little more than me in it, but I think Leslie. Um, but really, know, nothing compared to what she's she, done. She, 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 she's. I, I, being her brother, honestly, forget about business partner. Like, fuck, kudos to her. Like, I, I never thought, I didn't even believe that she'd be able to do it.
1: Yeah, sh- 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 straight up, I was telling. We were speaking the other night. I, I, told her, I don't know how you didn't have a nervous like, like a nervous breakdown <laughs> seventeen gajillion times. Um, today's show though is really important. I have Jake on the show for the first time alone, which is good because we get to focus on, on something that I've wanted to bring up. So one of the main things that our customer base talks about or messages us, or even when I'm alone in, in meetings is the confidence of not giving a fuck that that Midday Squares I think portrays um that is really important for the audience to know that that was not any of our strong points except you and one of the main reasons why we brought Jake on as a founder and 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 begged him to come join this is because Les and I simply are not comfortable with the idea of not giving a fuck. We're shy people at, at the core, or at least were, I can say that I've really f- felt the change mm-hmm. is happening. Um, we don't like making fools of ourselves and, and, and we don't like getting into those situations where it's like Jake, when we saw him build his clothing company, he did it with ease, which was just like, nothing was a big deal. Uh, rally people around and just get shit done. And so I think one of the main things I wanted to talk about with Jake was going back to where that that mentality comes from of not giving a fuck. Um and and at what age did you know what age did you really start to feel that because you're, you're you it's clearly an MO that's been inside you forever and I think you know our our audience needs to know that at the end of the day um not giving a fuck is 90 I would say 99% of the battle when when being an entrepreneur is really you know, avoiding the, the feeling of giving a fuck. So where did it come from, Jacques? Where, where did, like, that part of you start mm-hmm. in your life?
0: Yeah, so I think it started really early, and I'll tell you why. Um, now that I'm really looking back at it, um, when I was in high school, like early high school days, um, I realized that being the class clown was, in my opinion, the hottest thing. It got me attention. It got me, uh, you know, people liked it. Mm-hmm. People disliked it. I started feeling all these kinds of emotions. And I used to get thrown out of class, and I thought, oh, my God. Like, people would always be like, oh, oh my God, you're going to go to the principal's <laughs> office. So I'd go have a conversation with the principal We'd have a great time <laughs> so I knew that the consequences weren't so bad to not give a fuck in the classroom so what ended up happening is misbehaving playing music on the laptop and throwing other people under the bus just all this stupidity that made noise and got people to like me um, it actually didn't have that bad of consequences <laughs> so then I took that concept and I went to CJEP, which is our grade, it's our grade 12 here in, in Montreal for those of you who aren't from here and um, There was a stricter system. And then again, the same thing happened. I got in trouble. I started, I think one time someone farted in the class and I started laughing hysterically and everyone else started laughing. So I started to see the benefits of of kind of being that different, not giving a fuck character. And this is all in the schooling system. So we talked about this last thing. And then I went to college, and then now you've explored independence. Yeah, Western, in the, university, Western University,
1: actuarial science. science.
0: First, I went in there with the opposite mentality. The first two weeks, like I said, were really rough on me because I was in a dorm. It was a really new environment for me. I was in a small one, uh, basically a one-bedroom, I would say, with oh, two beds. It's and the worst. It was tough. No, no, no it was crazy. Yeah, I did tough. it too. I did. And you had to get out of your shell. So the second I got out of the shell and started not giving a fuck and being Jake, who I actually was in high school, in college, in c everything started to work out everything so i mean like i started gaining groups of people networks started building i started having things to do i started not thinking about everything that i was stressed about and that was the moment i realized the second you stop giving a fuck about anything there's only benefits to arise because if you understand what the consequences are so you always got to think about what how deep can it go backwards if you know how deep it can go, it won't affect you because you know it. Especially I
1: think, I think the, key, the key piece here is that it, it's, the one thing about not giving a fuck is if your foundation as a human is built from the right foundation where you are generally a good person yeah. Yeah. that has good morals… Um, I think n- good not giving a fuck is like pouring gasoline on a fire. It's it's the most it's the most rewarding thing you can do because it, it really yeah. sets you
0: free in the world. So I think you brought up a great point. Growing up, um, you know, we're a nurture, I'd say, is the word. And my mother my mother and father, they're very different people. Um Johnny, extremely different. We called my father coach, Coach Johnny, and my mother's Felicia. You guys know Hello Vlogger. She writes our Polaroids here at Midday Squares. Um so my mom was always, like, stricter in the sense of, like, um, kind of, like, should always, like, bail me out type of mentality. Okay, <laughs> She like, still uh, bails I, you I, yeah, out. Yeah, she still does. She's she, she I get thrown under. <laughs> For
1: the record, Jacques is a 28-year-old that lives at home. 27. 27, 27 that lives at home. Love it. And his mom still bails him out.
0: Yeah, my mother, you know, tries to get involved in my, my relationships too. Um, anyways, no, but my father, what I watched about him growing up is he'd do a lot of business in, in foreign you know countries, and he would negotiate, and he'd walk away from the table and act like not giving a fuck, and he'd get his way every single time. And I mean, like, he was getting price points that, like, the biggest retailers in the world were Still unable Still this to. day, by the Still way. Still to this day. So shout out to Coach Johnny. Um, and I watched him, and I watched him 20 years of this. Just consistent not giving a fuck in the negotiation. room. He
1: actually doesn't give. It it makes me severely uncomfortable when I'm with him.
0: No, I had to walk out one time. But when I learned from him and I asked him, how do you do this? How do you do it? How do you not care? In a car dealership. We're in a car dealership, I remember. And he was buying a car. And he said, just watch. And my mother and I couldn't sit there. We couldn't sit there. He He wasn't rude. He wasn't rude. But he didn't give a fuck. He didn't care what happened. And he said, I promise you, they'll call you back the next day. Guess what? Nicole. It came back with a five thousand decrease on a car that was thirty five thousand dollars. <laughs> so think about that percentage.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a large percentage. So
0: so I think growing up and it's where, close to fifteen where, points yeah, off. That's a lot. It's a lot, and and they didn't have room to squeeze. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is, where you grow up, you learn a lot. You watch, you observe, and then as you grow into your character of who you're going to be, the individual Jake, for example, Jake the Rover. You, you either follow that path and take it or you, you, you just keep expanding or you go backwards. And I chose to keep expanding that mentality of not giving a fuck and always voicing my opinion but with a kind soul. And I think that's important. That is, it's the it's most caring important. and being kind.
1: This is gonna lead us to the Chase and Hunter saga. So so I really, a lot of people have heard Chase and Hunter on this show but we've never really gone in depth. Um, but before that, uh, the caveat that I'd like to go is uh, Corey, who you went to I think he was in your fraternity um, oh, last yeah Corey legend I whispered to Les and I we were at um one of our investors and this is goes back to how you have to choose the right investors um David cinnamon through Leslie a 30th birthday oh. I mean you just that's a class act he, yeah, that's on. just a class act. No, but,
0: Say it again. Say the yeah. point of the investor thing again because I think a lot of people miss this one in in, in, in just everything after going after money right away off the bat instead of looking at the depth.
1: The depth is, is that the people that invest in you must be people that you can hang with, that you can be on their couch with, where you can break bread with their family and enjoy. And here's um, an example and, of why. And the example is, is that David Cinnamon, Who's one of our largest investors, sits on our board through Leslie Carls, one of the co founders, my wife, Jake's sister, a fucking 30th birthday bash out of the goodness of his heart. And, 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 and like didn't have to do that. And it was, it was a phenomenal party. (laughs) So fun. It was so fun. And, and the moral of the story is Corey, this guy that was in Jake's uh, fraternity, said, And we didn't even ask him, whispered in our ear at one point, because you were doing something. He's like, you know, the one thing I always envied about Jake is I'm not sure if he's not aware or if he just doesn't give a fuck. I didn't even know this. Yeah, but he goes, it's like when we were in school, people just wanted to do shit for Jake. He goes, nobody ever wanted to do stuff for me. Everybody wanted to do shit for Jake. It was always like you had girls that wanted to like, help him fold his clothes or or do his laundry i, mean, I, very, I was very
0: bad at stuff. Y- yeah but like and,
1: and he and what he was saying was that nobody asked he never asked anybody but the fact that he just was like so nonchalantly trotting through life like a gazelle uh it just attracted a lot of people i thought that was super funny so okay so you get out of university and you have this idea for chase and hunter where does that even come from
0: Honestly, I came out of university not knowing what the, what the fuck was next, and I, and I can't tell you how, how, how stressful that actually is, and I didn't want to admit it uh, because, again, I didn't want to admit – I hate this word, but I didn't want to admit failure or weakness, but now I appreciate weakness and failure a lot more going through experiences where I've experienced them. Um, so I came out of college, and I didn't know what to do, and I was like, what can I do? I didn't want a job because I I wasn't ready for a job. I I, I had no I I had no skills, nothing. I didn't know how to punctuality. I didn't know anything. Let, ca-
1: let me let me you had no perceived societal skills. Yeah, sorry,
0: perceived society. great answer. That great. is the I thing. Yeah, I love
1: that, I love that. A lot of people leave university thinking they have no skills, and the reason why they yeah. feel that way is because society has told them these are the skill sets you should have to be successful in life, and actually those skill sets, in my opinion, are actually like the the way to surely not succeed in life. <laughs> um, and then you have all these other talents that a lot of people will have and they're like completely bamboozled by the fact that they don't even know that these are talents because they've never been told that this is a thing that's good um so perceived societal societal, stuff i I agree
0: and a lot of those other you know skill sets that they're not they're not awarded no so networking is actually not awarded zero in a corporate they do these networking events i gotta show you this to get a job i remember and i couldn't go to it because it wasn't jake you show up in a suit that's not me yeah. i'm not gonna fake it i'm not gonna be inauthentic because then they're gonna see right through it and they're gonna they're gonna can my ass and my 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 confidence is gonna go right down the drain so what i learned is i came out of university i said i didn't know what to do my brother casey carls um casey Carroll another entrepreneur <laughs> Um very different than, than us the way we do our business. Very but still a great, great entrepreneur, great entrepreneur. And toy going, inventor. Yeah, you could be in different different ways, but you know, he he's a legend. Anyways, he approached me, he's like, Let's get into business together. Try to do this thing with candles. Didn't make any sense. Kickstarter. Casey had all these hidden agendas with me. He wanted to use me as the the, 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 the runner. The, the, the runner. But not in the way. He knew He knew I was able to not give a fuck, actually. So he's like, go do all this, this shit. And um, anyways, didn't know the hell a single thing from sourcing to anything like that. Failed on every single occasion I had to do. Missed every deadline on all those things. But here's the part, though. Here's I, the crazy this part. This is
1: the part, okay? So I remember seeing this happen. And Jake jake everybody knows on this show um operational uh, execution is not jake's forte no so we we they go on but it's it's definitely becoming that but we're talking this is already years ago Uh, and they create this candle thing okay and but but the one thing with jake was like i remember you're like okay if i'm gonna do this it don't matter what the fuck I'm selling. I'm <laughs> oh. making this brand lit. Yeah. You're yeah, like I just oh. cared about the brand. Yeah, you didn't give a shit nothing about nothing about the product. I didn't th- even like candles. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, I, I never forget this. But the confidence that ensued was was what attracted me to you the most. Was like he just was gonna make this
0: work no matter what. I think we forgot a big part uh, of where the confidence came from. When I did my fitness camps outdoors, my boot camps outside on my parents' driveway, um, I used to take my shirt off. I used to blast music at 6 a.m. And I used to do things that I knew was always related to humans. So I would go knock on my neighbor's doors and tell them. Come out. Yeah, come out. Free sessions. Because I knew I'd be playing the music loud at 6 because I didn't give a flying fuck. And guess what? It worked. It gave me confidence to do things and try things. But this, again, try goes it. back
1: to the not giving a fuck. Like, you guys, you have to understand. Everybody that's listening, I'm going to set the, sta- the, the, the stage for you. <laughs> Jake grew up in this, like, small suburban area that's very quiet. quiet. It's very, very quiet. proper. Don't fuck around. There's old people around. Yeah. S- literally turned his... Box. F- oh, the whole box. summer, eh? It's not like... It's not like it's not like it was there every day and being brought down. He turned the the whole uh, what's it called, driveway into a, scene. a fucking gym. Was a scene. There was pull-up bars, bench presses, it looked literally like uh, Gold's Gym in California. Outdoors. Outdoors in the middle of of Venice. this small suburban area that like let me tell you would not fly with a lot of old people. And but but just would Stare people down As they'd walk by When you were training You would fucking look people I'd And be the, like Yo what up I'd pull them over in the car And yeah.
0: Someone just I saw someone yesterday They said Oh were you that dude That was doing that Like crazy shit outside In, in that suburban area And I was like I was like How did you remember That's so many years ago He's like How could you not You were the loudest person On the block
1: And, and this is a place Where where everybody would call Cops or security yeah. And no one ever on did the, that That's what's crazy To me That is what is crazy
0: And it was four years of it baby. It was every summer Sorry I, three and a half years Three summers <laughs> (laughs) Every summer I came home from college. So that gave me the confidence, really big confidence. And when I came to Chase Hunter, I didn't know how to run a business. Let's be honest. I didn't even care about the products. I didn't care about the clothing after that turned to. What I cared about was gathering people. This is important because people – It's the most important. Yeah, because these people were able to build the brand. And from that day until today, till midday squares, right? Today, let's say it's it's Friday, October 9th, I think, or 8th, whatever. I – Single-handedly knew that if you can make a human connection with somebody, if you can connect with someone, they will connect the brand that you have with other people that they know. They will be proud to share it. So if you can't do that, and that comes with not giving a fuck because most people give a fuck. And when they see someone out of, in that outer box and they're like, how does this person do what the hell they're doing? How do they not care? they start to, not. The, I hate the word envy, but they start to love, yes. they start to be curious. And even if they hate you, they, they still love you. It's love, yeah. hate, love is hate. Yeah. And what I mean by that is it creates this emotion. So when they have that emotion, they're urged to to, to let it out, to share it. And I think when you start to realize the, the domino effect that can come from it, you say, okay, how can I scale this motherfucker? Yeah. Excuse my language.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's the truth, because everybody, how much hate did Chase and Hunter get? It was out of control. Yeah. It it, but did. but it was hate because you 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 were so provocative and in people's faces about it that people couldn't handle that you were walking around as if the brand was Nike at the time. Oh, it's the hottest yeah. because it was clothing and it, it turned it, into clothing. It was a smorgasbord of all sorts yeah. of things. But so this was what goes back to the, that confidence is you would – so, you had like literally half the NFL. Oh, yeah. That was just on speed dial with you on text and everything. You had Sophie Turner wearing your shit, fucking GOT, you know, a biggest star
0: of the moment at that time. I had the, you know, the song Stacy's Mom Has Gotten. You had got Stacy's Mom, Egyptian. That, that, had Egyptian. Oh, yeah. Hold, you know, the song Hold Egyptian was the biggest legend. He gets on the camera. You got to say this story. He gets on the camera for a FaceTime interview. I don't even know, again, I don't know what I was selling. Why was I interviewing these people Wait, on Wait, could I caveat before?
1: Yeah. Every, for. For like four or five weeks straight at one point, every day I would come to Jake's house and he would be interviewing someone on Skype. No one till this day knows where any of those interviews went. Bad management organization. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, but he, he interviewed probably some of the craziest people. But how you got them was the craziest thing. You This is what you taught me, which was oh, you yeah. would just hit them up and, like, and make no big deal about it and be like, yo, babe,
0: the word babe in and of itself is is crazy but I said to Egyptian Egyptian love that guy by the way his music's incredible I said to him yo babe like actually that's why you bring it up it's funny I said I said I just want to chat and let's tell your story and I dm'd him I unsent it I dm'd I unsent and he said to me this is the craziest thing he's like dude he's like he's like how many times are you going to unsend and resend your your thing and I said, till I get your attention. And I just got it. <laughs> and he said, I've respect for that. Let's do this interview. He says He's never done an interview, by the way. He, Egyptian does not do interviews, doesn't, doesn't give a fuck. He really doesn't. And he said, Gets on the phone. Okay, yeah, this is the beauty. It's FaceTime. I I, I wish I could I, mean, I may be able to find it to put it in this. We thing. have to. We I, have I'm to. Look. My old computer might have it. So listen to this. He gets on the FaceTime. He has two phones in his hand, okay? A gold iPhone or something and something else. And he's smoking a blunt from here to there in a the shower. And he's yelling at people. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to record this. He's like, hey, bro, just go. And he starts yelling, <laughs> telling me the story. He's like, bro, my music's great. And he's, uh, he's just going how he can make music like Justin Bieber if he wants. But he chooses not to because he enjoys the actual music the art of musician. And then I start saying, okay, this guy's really got something interesting. And I was like, tell me your story. Anyways, I gotta take a call. He midway through the call, takes the other call and goes starts talking for four and a half minutes. Doesn't excuse himself, hangs up and continues going. And I said to this guy, I love you, man. I, I fucking love you. I sent him a sweatshirt. He wore it. He's like, dude, I like your persistence and you not caring. And that's why it's so relevant when you're approaching things not to overthink things whether you're messaging someone if that's a celebrity if that's your friends that's your family it doesn't make a difference go in and treat it like a normal human and i i know people say it all the time but they don't do it they always think oh should i send this an email should i send that Fuck it man just send what your gut tells you to send. yes and start doing that with everything in business yes hiring is a gut feeling a lot of the time it is and we're struggling right now with that mm-hmm. and i think that You bring that mentality with cautiousness to skill sets and other things like that. You have a caution to other things. You're going to fly. You're going to fly. Like that that was one of
1: the things that I really admired. And, and so, so again, everybody listening, like Les and I did not have this come natural to us. And I remember starting to take Jake's tactics and I would watch them and then I would try to do them (laughs) on my own
0: cringe at the beginning
1: it is but it started to work and it started to work in a really wild way and 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 that formula is really just a lot of making somebody feel comfortable by calling them um, off things, <laughs> you know, Steve, Ralph, babe, yeah. Johnny, uh, <laughs> yeah, I love what's doing. Uh, you're so cute. Um, like, like shit that just really n- you would never have a human tell you. And also referring on a man to man relationship with words like babe or sweetheart, you're the hottest thing, you're the hottest thing. It, it really started to work and I couldn't fucking believe it. Um, Sophie Turner, how did that come?
0: Oh, so someone um, wore my wore, someone that was part of my crew. Um, that Queen helped, of the North. Yeah, Queen of the North. She, she wasn't part. She I, she's Queen of the North, but someone with part of my crew wore a wore a chase on her crop top to um to a photoshoot in Montreal. I guess they were no, it was they were filming X Men. X Men.
1: Yes, they were filming X Men.
0: So she was here and she saw it and she was curious. She's like, "What is it?" And um, the person's like, oh, "It's a cool brand. This guy started blah blah blah." Telling the story. She's like, I want thirty shirts. <laughs> so she's like, what? He's like, yeah, I want, a, I want, I want thirty shirts. So, so the girl comes out. He said, I've got good news for you. I said, what? They go Sophie Turner. I'm like, who Sophie Turner? <laughs> so she started showing me. I was like, it's like, okay, here's, here's the thirty shirts. Take them. Go enjoy it. Next thing I know, four days or five days later, or something, a week later, I can't remember when, when she went back to California, her, her boyfriend, her husband, I guess, now Joe Jonas. Jonas is in a concert, and I suddenly see all these pictures of Sophie Turner and people tagging me she's wearing it on stage with him. <laughs> so I'm like, no, no, who is this person? <laughs> so I start freaking out. People start messing. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I'm just like, yeah, that's cool. Okay. Like, and that's what people liked as well. I didn't make a big deal about it either because it, at the end of the day, it's humans it's repping humans. humans. And that's what I'm saying. And to me, like Sophie Turner's great. She has great talent. But if you were to show me like someone like, the, the the beauties that 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 i think of which are creatures and a half like if people see my list of creatures and those people weren't i would be flying like crazy but i think that at the end of the day like you gotta do things and this is gonna bring a full circle to what we're talking about you gotta do things that just don't that don't make a difference and, and just let it slide let things just go Once you let it go, see where it takes you. And And don't be afraid to be yourself. Yeah. And I think that like when I call even buyers in midday squares. Always.
1: I I do want to bring this point up too. uh, And then we're going to end on, we've told the NFL story of what happened, but we're going to talk about how you even got to this NFL camp as our final story. Um, One thing that that really we did differently, if you ask myself from all my other um, business ventures that I tried or helping people. When it came to raising money, Jake basically instilled over here that we're going to run this shit like a boy band because that is naturally who we are. And every person, everything that we did um, in the past, especially Les and I, was trying to be, I guess, what we thought people wanted to see. And instead of just really naturally pouring gasoline on who we were, I'll never forget, like, we raised all of our money without a slideshow. I, without we, a deck. Well, without a deck. We still don't do it with a deck.
0: <laughs> we don't have PowerPoints here. We
1: have no PowerPoints. And that, but that that philosophy really comes from you and not giving a fuck because if you are able to clearly tell your story and what you are trying to get across while making somebody feel something inside, you don't need a deck.
0: You got to make the person feel something. And that's, there's people that are just persistent and annoying. No yeah. offense, like to them, like the great, great persistency, but they could frustrate you. And I have someone that I had to bar because of the frustration I was getting. What I mean by bar is I had to just stop answering because it's it wasn't much. it wasn't making me feel something, it's making me feel angry. Yeah. It wasn't nice. So I think that you gotta make them feel and I think you gotta bring up especially speaking of investors, the first time we met in Boulder, Colorado <laughs> with y- with the crew there, everyone. It was our first time ever meeting, the whole crew. Um we walked in, and what did we play? We played the song "Iowa." Yeah. Iowa, and, and I just came in. And it was so cringe. It was a boardroom, typical boardroom that you see in a movie. And I just walked in, blasted the songs. like "Everyone, get the fuck up and do the dance." And I embarrassed and said, myself. I said, "Get the fuck up!" And I, and that right there. And this Boulder is a, it's a, it's a very, um, you know, safe and it's a, it's it's a safer safe environment. environment. It's a safe environment. not swearing. There's none of that not stuff. Edgy. There. It's not, it's not edgy. It's not edgy. It's edgy. Great people, and they got up and they were shook and <laughs> they were laughing hysterically. And then they realized that. We don't care, and that's what makes us beautiful. All three of us, and I think and everyone on the team on our yeah, Midday yeah, Square yeah. team, all 30 of us here, honestly. like Freak flags. We, We're freak flags. Yeah, 100%. So shout out to whoever sent that to us. One person sent us a DM once saying, you guys are freak flags, <laughs> and I love it. So shout out to you. So to
1: end the episode of not giving a fuck, and guys, I wish we had more to say on the words, but the fact are, it sums everything up. Do not give a fuck.
0: You but, sell books with that name on.
1: Yeah, but do it in a way that's gracious and yeah. uh, and really brings out the best of you. How the fuck did you end up at an NFL camp? And and why did they fly you there? Who the fuck? Why?
0: Here's the deal. It's very simple. <laughs> this dude, um, great guy, um, Robert Nelson Jr. Uh, he played for the Houston Texans and a couple other teams. He, he and I developed a relationship, again, through... I don't even know what. Through Chase and Hunter, he liked the t-shirt. We told this story. He, we were FaceTiming all the time about absolute nonsense. and
1: FaceTime is another big thing, by the way. Jake doesn't make oh, phone yeah. calls. He oh, only no. FaceTimes. You got to see the
0: face. You got to see the emotion. It
1: doesn't matter who he's speaking to, by the way. Exactly. It does not matter who he's speaking to. And I really mean that when he says that it is a FaceTime, even if Always. it's the first time ever interacting you with a person. To.
0: You have to do it. No matter what, business or personal. It's the same thing. Do it. So we FaceTimed all the time, this guy. Suddenly he says to me he's like he's like, You wanna come to the NFL camp? And I was like I was like, What? He's like, Okay, come, it's in three weeks. You're coming. Let's go. So he books it all up, whatever. He says, "Bring me T-shirts that have for kids." It's like, okay. I go into the airport. I I printed these duffel bags worth the T-shirts, two duffel bags, okay, because there's gonna be 100 NFL players. There's gonna be 340 kids or something. He's like, just come. And I had no idea what was gonna happen next. And my parents were like, really hesitant. They're like, why are you going? Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going. (laughs) and I'm going. And I went. I showed up to the airport with the two duffel bags. Went to customs. This is the best part. Custom agents goes, "What's in the duffel bags?" Because I was walking, because he, he's sorry, I wasn't walking through them. I, he, the security, they could see the camera. What what you have? And he's like, yeah. "You're going for three days, but you you need two duffel bags," and I was like, "Man, uh, there's t-shirts in there." He's like, "Well, are they commercial?" And I was like, "Man, like like yeah, like, you know, like I'm like yeah." Yeah. He's like, "Did you think of putting them through um like rep- like the, the proper process?" And I was like, "Man." No, and he's just looking at this, uh, this, uh, this American customs agent. He's like, what's it for? And I said to him, I, re- I became friends with an NFL guy and he has a cap and there's a ton of NFL players and he's like, what team? Told him the team, told him the player, he's like, you're going through. Do never do this again, ever in your life again. It is illegal, <laughs> but I'm going to let you go through. I could have taken the goods from you and not let you board that plane. He's like, go have fun and take good content. Cause I had all the GoPros on this <laughs> yeah. up. So he lets me do it, so I'm fired up. I yeah. land in, I land. That's a
1: great way to start the trip.
0: Yeah, because I, ner- I was sweating buckets. Yeah, right. but for I, sure. But I, but I told him the truth. Yeah, I know. And I, and I, I didn't care. With confidence. Yeah, with confidence. Dead confidence. <laughs> Young little guy. I was 24 or something, 23. And uh, I get to I get to Arizona um, late. We landed very late because the planes were delayed. And um, Phoenix. And I get there and I text the guy and Robert. I'm like, yo, are you going to pick me up? I don't know what to expect. I've no idea. Two duffel bags with me. No idea. Cameras, GoPros and shit. And you know, when you're waiting outside the airport, you have your bags and there's a bunch of people, families, a lot of families with me. And suddenly I see this truck, this 18 liter truck, like basically up and down, honks everything. I'm like, this isn't for me. This isn't for me. 100% please don't be for me. He comes out of the truck. He says, get the fuck in the truck. I get in there. I'm panicking now. Okay. But again, in an uncomfortable state, but I'm gonna go through with this because this is who I am. I get in the truck, there's a ton of guys. They don't even say anything to me, they don't care. We get in the truck, we start driving around. (laughs) There's no conversations of who I am or anything. Yeah, get in homie. So get in homie, talking. It's the craziest moment in my life. We go to Walmart. We lad at Walmart. We start playing basketball in the Walmart. I'm going with the flow, okay? I'm completely (laughs) going with the flow right now. I don't know what to expect. He's not saying anything. We play basketball for a bit in the Walmart. Just imagine that, okay? There's basketball nets out there. Start playing hoops, eight guys. We leave the walmart we go to one of those burger places that are famous i think it's in and out or something out, probably the guy says let me order for you he starts ordering all kinds of shit finally four in the morning we get to the hotel i'm like what's the plan he's like dude you're sleeping here so it's the w <laughs> hotel i got set up at the w i was like okay this is a gorgeous hotel <laughs> fucking gorgeous sleeping <laughs> i'm like he's like be up at 6 30. picks me up at 6 30 in the morning This is the next thing you know shit. i show up to a fucking nfl camp again not knowing what to do so I said to myself i have two options and this is the key to the story i have two options here i could sit here and sulk and be like oh, i don't know anyone i'm not friends with anyone these people are looking at me they don't even know me everyone else yeah. is, is familiar with each other yeah. and or i could go out there and go introduce myself to every single person so i said what would i what would my 80 year, 80 years 80 year old self say to this and guess what i did i went up to every single person i introduced hey i'm jake <laughs> from montreal how you doing and then next thing you know that night, I got first of all, I met every single person there. At night, we went out. I partied with these guys. T Pain was there. All these crazy dudes. <laughs> in your life, you've never seen something like this. And I was partying with these guys, having the time of my life because I didn't give a flying fuck. And next thing you know, I'll never forget that. Came back to Montreal, and that's gonna go down as one of my favorite stories and favorite trips of all time. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, <laughs> if that if that in and of itself does not sum up the, the 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 not giving a fuck, going with the flow mentality, then I don't know what is. Everybody, on that note, it is Friday. We are getting ready to start these machines. So send us all the love in the world. Hopefully by the next time we get on this show, Les will be here and we'll be talking about how beautiful those squares are. And if Jake and I cried.
0: Will we be able to show the... Back end when the when the squares come flying off. I hope so. If it's a, no, but if it's a success, yeah, I, I think hope they so. should see it.
1: I I hope so. I Anyways. hope so. Everybody, go out. Do you? You know how it goes. Um, moral of the story: Stop caring. Give less fucks. I'm telling you, your life will change. But be kind, and lead with grace. Three, two, one.
0: Ole, 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 ole. Ole, 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 ole. Oh, man. miss you les
1: midday squares uncensored that's a wrap everybody enjoy the weekend we'll see you on the next one